and welcome, welcome everyone back to episode seven of the Better Off Podcast. We're already up to seven. My name's Harry, that's Alex, and we're here to break down the Portuguese Grand Prix that happened last weekend, go over all of our bets. Alex didn't skunk himself this week. And Can we discuss the, the word grand? Is it? So you have two kinds of people in the world, okay? We're mm-hmm. in New York, so we have a lot of these people. You have people who are in finance, and you have people who are in finance. Now, finance. I personally have made it my entire life's work to kick in the nuts everyone who says finance. Now, is it the same with Grand Prix and Grand Prix, or is that just like a Euro thing, and like, are we okay with people who say Grand Prix and Grand Prix? And also, who the hell says finance? First of all, multiple of my professors in college said finance. So if you want to take a trip up to the Bronx with me later this week to go kick some nuts, we can do that. Um, yep. I think grand versus grand, I think it's just like an accent thing, depending on. Okay. I, don't, I, okay. I think it's grand Prix, the same language. We're going to let Grand Prix go, but finance, you're, you're on notice. I'm coming for you and I'm going to kick you in the nuts. Okay. That's good to know. Just a disclaimer for everybody. Um, and we're going to look forward to the Spanish Grand Prix that's happening this weekend. It should be a good one. But before we get into those, why don't we, why don't we do a little, little sharing, a little icebreaker? Like we said, uh, I'm Harry. That's Alex. We start a company called Better Off to help you be a better better. Alex, you want to tell them how, that's, how that happens? It happens because Harry's just out of college and I'm not good at working for other people. Oh, you mean what the site does? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The platform is sports wagering, tips and information, crowdsourcing and community. Every pick that is made gets tracked. It's on the public ledger. It's verified so that instead of just saying that you win at 80% or 90%, you can actually verify people's pick records and therefore decide whether you want to spend money to have access to their picks or even open your own paid premium channel and charge other people to have access to your picks the upshot being that they're going to know how good you actually are because again unlike twitter where you can just claim that you win at a high rate we're we're open kimono here baby you get to go through every statistic break it down by sport bet type date league category you can actually place any two people on the platform and compare against each other we are all about data We are all about transparency and we're all about you either spending your money wisely to make more money or using your sports betting knowledge and acumen to make more money for yourself. That was, I I don't think I could have said it better myself. It's almost like you're the CEO of this bad boy, but we'll get into that more later. Let's talk about the Portuguese Grand Prix. Last episode, I laid out a few points that I thought were, were important that I thought were good storylines going into it. I expected a strong showing from Ferrari, and it started off that way until their strategy, which is is a constant joke on, on Twitter and other social media platforms, seemed to screw them with signs as he dropped out of the points. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what Ferrari's doing. I, I have no... I have some what feels like clarity on some teams. Um, I feel like my my clarity on Aston Martin, which was high, is now clearly lower. My clarity on McLaren, which I think was a little low, is now higher. Um, 
but the two teams that I am really confused on are Alpine and Scuderia Ferrari. Um, I I can't peg them from week to week. I have no idea what's going on. Well, I I always joke around with with my dad that it, Ferrari has some unwritten contract with whoever is doing the broadcast that they have to show a Ferrari car a certain amount in this race. Whomever my mother would want me to. I'm sorry. Whom, whomever. Um, but we didn't, we didn't see Ferrari at all that race. It was Charles Leclerc or however you want to pronounce it at any given moment, raced his race. It was a really solid race from him, but we didn't see much of it because there was really no action. And the only other time we saw the other Ferrari was when Sainz was getting passed on the front straight like three or four times in five and five or six laps. Yeah, it's it was it, it wasn't a tremendously interesting race. Um, but why don't we why don't we get into the bets? Because, I mean, honestly, talking about the, the race itself, not not so much to talk about. Yeah, especially this week. Yeah. All right. So would you would you care to go first? Do you want me to break yours down? Yeah, let's go with me first. All right. Let's see what we have here. Alex did not go 0 in 10 again. You a respectable three and three. Respectable three and three. So let's start with with one that we both had over 16 and a half cars to finish at minus 140. Which we have agreed to take. Every week, barring barring the odds getting ridiculous, right? Yeah. I mean, if you stay, if you stare down at minus four hundred, I'm not taking it. But you know, in that minus one ten to minus you know one seventy zone, I think we're probably we've agreed that we like plus sixteen and a half every week, not necessarily week to week, but over the course of the full season as as sort of a, a a long-term strategy bet. Yep. And then, so your next two plays were both around Lance Stroll. You've had a love-hate relationship with Aston Martin this season. It's only been three races. You, We both had Lance Stroll top 10 at plus 125. You took that a step further and took Lance Stroll top six at plus 650. Is this the end of the road for you and any Aston driver? Is this... Do you think there's still value here? What, what's your read on this? So I'm I'm still I'm still done with Vettel. Um, I think I'm gonna cool my heels on Stroll top six for the time being. I still like Stroll top ten. Um, although the interesting thing is he missed out on top ten last week at plus one twenty five, but he's going off at minus money this week, minus one ten, top ten finish. And I you you know me with very minor exceptions and we'll see a couple of them today i don't like minus money um yeah. so at minus money top 10 i'm i'm off stroll this week i'm off Vettel. i'm i'm off the uh force india racing point aston martin you know green and pink race mobile yeah i think i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to do some soul searching to think if i like lance stroll top 10 this week but it also didn't help he got knocked out in q1 Along with Daniel Ricardo, that but that's 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 but so that's that's, that's possible, right? Is that is that is that I would think that almost suggests that Vegas thinks that Stroll's qualifying was a fluke, mm-hmm. right? Because they have him now at better odds to finish in the top ten, which leads you to believe that they assume he'll get out of Q one, 
But now they're giving you 30% almost better odds at plus 900 for him to top six. So it seems like Vegas thinks that he'll qualify better, run in the top 10, but they really don't think that he has what it takes to get into the top six, which again makes me wonder if they like Alpine all of a sudden. But I, I'm, I'm going to – I think I'm just going to watch Lance Stroll this week. Okay. And then you had your little arbitrage opportunity – for as long as they offer it to me, including this week. Hamilton to win plus 125. That hits. Along with Verstappen to win plus 125. That lost. So you locked in a quarter profit. Which, to me, as long as they're giving me plus money on those two to win, I'm taking them both. Every single week. Okay. And then, finally, you had Hamilton to to get pole position for the race at plus 165. Which is insane. Nailed that one. Uh, that was, honestly, that was just a good read. A very, plus very good 165. Read. That's, that's in, like, just to give you an idea, we'll look at it for this week. Verstappen and Hamilton are at plus 110 and plus 120 respectively. I, I couldn't believe that Hamilton was at plus 165 pole. It, it almost... It was high enough that it almost made me wonder if I was missing something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was strange why, because that it's why I didn't put down more on him to win because I figured they knew something about the car that I didn't. Yeah, it was strange because that was a, a Portimao was a track that they were so so good at last year. Yeah, but um, so you ended you ended three and three. Like I said, you're half a unit down. Honestly, big big increase from last weekend. On the 0 for 10. I went I went big last weekend. I wanted to hit it hard. A lot of big plus money. Lance Stroll to, you know, top six and fastest lap. So a little bit more conservative and, and a little bit a more little conservative bit. this week too. All right. Well, we'll look forward to seeing those. Let's talk. Now let's run through my picks real fast so we can get to the Barcelona picks. I didn't do the arbitrage opportunity. I just had Hamilton to win a plus 125. I won that. Then the morning of the race, we didn't talk about this last last week, but I saw Hamilton to win Norris top six at plus 200. Hit that one. That was a nice one. And then I sprinkled a little bit on Lando to finish on the podium at plus 325. That lost. Danny Rick, top six. That lost, and it got hurt a lot when he qualified 16th. Um, like we did talked about last week, timing is important, and it can either help you or hurt you. This week, it hurt both of us. Uh, Lance Stroll, top 10 at plus 125, along with Alex. I had that. That lost. Honestly, even though he qualified poorly, I expected more out of Stroll. He... He, he got past Vettel towards the end of the race, maybe 15 laps to go, but then just couldn't... The gap between him and Vettel stayed the same, and the gap between him and Giovinazzi stayed the same. Yeah, it I, just, it's, I, I think we got to take a longer look at Stroll. I don't know what that was. Yeah, and then I did a little bit of double dipping. I took both McLaren's top 10 at minus 175 on Friday. After qualifying... It didn't drop as much as I thought it was going to, but it was both McLaren's fish top 10 minus 135. So I jumped on both of those, hit both of those. 
Then I had both Aston Martins to finish at minus 165. Hit that. And finally, both Haas drivers to finish at plus 150. Hit that for a 4-3 and three week for plus 3.6 units. Er, Nicely done. Yeah, 6-3. and three. There we go. 6-3, and three, not 4-3. and three. So yeah, that's... I think the I think the biggest takeaway from from this rundown of bets is something we mentioned last week and, and I've mentioned this week. It's the timing, right? Like we we talked about getting the bets in earlier so they can't perfect the markets that much that as much, but also taking the bets earlier, it's motorsports, it leads to more risk, right? More variance yep. to sneak in. Stroll gets knocked out in Q1, and all of a sudden, those bets are tough. So why don't we talk about Spain? Um, How's this track going to be different from Portugal? Well, the the interesting thing about Spain most years is it's the winter testing track for every team. That's where winter testing is. It's in Spain. And so Uh, you see... Winter and España. You see, I'm looking at last year's results. First, second, Mercedes... Then Verstappen, because Albon was quite up there. Then the Racing Points, 4-5. The McLaren, 7-8. Then 9th Ferrari, 10th AlphaTauri, 11th Ferrari, 12th AlphaTauri. It comes like it comes in twos, a lot of races here, because there's so little like development and changes needed to the car for drivers to find that extra 10th or two because they're so dialed in from preseason testing. What makes it interesting this year is, yeah, they still have the data from from previous years, but especially the, the Mercedes in the racing points, they don't know how the, the new regulations with the floorboards will affect them around this track. They haven't ran it. They did preseason testing in Bahrain. I think it's going to be a really exciting race. I think there's going to be more value on Red Bull this week because their car is less different from last year than the Mercedes. But I think it's going to be interesting because Mercedes had had a 1-2 last year, like most races, and kind of waltzed away with it. Kind of like a 30-second gap, I believe. Something of the sorts. So, I think it's going to be interesting. What are you, What are your thoughts? I, I, I'm just hoping for a more interesting race than Portugal. I'm a little afraid we're going to get another Portugal race, frankly. Um, a track that everyone knows well, a track that everyone is going to be able to prep for and plan for. Um, not as wide open as Portugal or Imola, but definitely not a tight, you know, twisty, turny track. Um, you know, I, I love Formula One. I love watching it. Um, I'm, I'm, a little worried that that we might see another sort of stratified, not necessarily runaway race, but you know, it's barring barring weather that they don't see at the moment in the future. This is probably a one stop strategy for the top teams. Um, so you know, we've gone over it before. Multiple stops makes it interesting. Um, you know, more curves makes it interesting. We obviously never hope for accidents, but, you know, tight racing and, and overtaking makes it interesting. And this track doesn't necessarily lend itself to any of that, which from a betting standpoint, I think makes it 
even even more of a even more reason to bet on the guys we know. And you know, I, I think I think we can get into we can get into that. Yeah, this is almost like a par for the course track. Right? Yeah, you don't you don't expect a a Perez coming from last place to to win. At a, at well, a so I expect park. Perez to do. I expect Perez to do well. I just don't expect Checo to have problems qualifying. Well, I'm just saying right? something something that right special like so, we had in Bahrain last year. You know, I if if I had to do something crazy, I'd take a look at Pierre Gasly, but that's not even that crazy. So why don't we why don't we get into our thoughts on on this week? All right. So I I personally let's look at well let's first look at the odds to win the race. Lewis Hamilton has become the favorite, no longer tied with Verstappen, but still plus money, like Alex alluded to before, plus 110. Verstappen in second at plus 145. Botas plus 700. And Perez plus 1,000. What, what do you make of these? Uh, it's, you're, you're offering me plus money on the two best drivers in the world by far. You're offering me plus 110 on Hamilton and plus 145 on Verstappen. I'm laying money on both of them. Last week they were even, so you know they were plus one twenty-five. So it was a it was a quarter hedge. This time it depends on on how you want to lay out your money. Um, but I'm laying down money on both of them, and and whichever one wins, you know, obviously if if Verstappen wins, you end up with some more money. If Hamilton wins, you end up with a little bit less. But plus money on Hamilton Verstappen to win every single week, all the time. Okay, I we talked about that that opportunity last week, that hedging opportunity, but I didn't take it. I think I'm gonna do the same thing this week. I don't think I'm gonna take both of them. I think I'm going to ride Max Verstappen plus one forty five. Like I said earlier, I just think. So why? What? Because you you took Lewis straight up last week. I, I well, I looked. I looked historically last week. I mean, historically, there was one race at Portimao in the past like twenty years. And but it was one of the bigger Mercedes wins of the season, and I just didn't think Red Bull had made up that that much time. So what here, does Spain tell you here? Because of all the preseason testing that we were talking about earlier, the the new floorboard regulations haven't affected Red Bull as much. So their old data means more. They have a still have a better tune, or are better in tuned with their car. Than I believe Mercedes are going to be. Do you really believe that? Like this, am I the only one who feels like all of this, all of this Mercedes self-deprecation is is just political? Like this is the same stuff that happens on your way into presidential debates where everyone wants to lower expectations so that when the candidate comes out there and doesn't like trip and fall on the stage, everyone thinks that he did amazingly. Like, do you really believe? that Mercedes is is struggling or like tweaking because to me I, I just I'm not buying it. This, well, I, this, I think it's like think, they're just downplaying they're downplaying. I think it's I think it's not as bad as as like the media and maybe Total Wolf says it is, but I still think it is a big factor. I mean just from races one and two this year we've seen the Red Bulls are there, or at least Max's Red Bull is there. Race, at last week's race, Verstappen had to basically fight both Mercedes at once. 
he had to chase down uh, Botas while defending Hamilton or vice versa, depending on when it was in the race. Perez so, was stuck behind Norris for a good amount and couldn't. It, I just, I think the Red Bulls are so is that is that enough for you to like Checo at plus 140 on the podium? I was going to say that, yes. Let's, okay, let's, well, let's, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get there. But, yeah, I'm going to be on Verstappen, plus 145. Alex, you said you're going to be on Hamilton, plus 110, and Verstappen, plus 145. Yep. I think yeah, I think it's going to be a close one. But let's talk about pole position because I've seen our notes that you you like these hedges. You like them. Nothing you're guaranteeing me money as long as one of the two dominant drivers does what dominant drivers do. It's It's... It's not as exciting. The payoff isn't as big. But, yeah, there are going to be weeks. Hamilton and Verstappen aren't going to win every race and win every pole, although that would be an interesting prop. Um, but the number of times it's going to happen at plus money is far going to outpace the number of times it doesn't happen. So you give me plus money and the ability to hedge on those two for the pole and the win all day long. So you're on Hamilton plus 120. Verstappen plus 110. Yep. Okay. I think I'm staying away from pole. It's just been too up in the air for me this season. But it does continue the trend that we've been seeing that the, the sport books give Verstappen the, the, the benefit of the doubt in qualifying, but then have him as the underdog or tied with Hamilton for the race. Which, if he were to think about it, might piss him off a little bit. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't know if we want to go back to, to three years ago when Angry Max was driving and hitting everything that moved. Yeah, well, Angry Max was, was what, 22 years old, 23 years old, three years ago? Like, No, I think he's 23 now. I think he's like 18, oh, that's right. 18 Jesus, 19. Yeah. Angry Max had just gotten his driver's license three years ago. I I, I don't think that Angry Max – look, he's, he's in the running – for for the uh for the drivers championship at this point you know we're 15 minutes into the season but like uh, no i i just i you're you're giving me the two best drivers in the world and you're giving me plus money on both of them all day long i'll take that okay i think it's sound reasoning i just haven't been liking uh the pole bets but let's move on to podium finishes so like we've been saying the past three weeks it's basically a third place bet because I I'm not gonna put money on Hamilton at minus three fifty or Verstappen minus three hundred. That's just no. begging to have an engine failure. Yeah, someone to run into them. Yeah, I think that that's well priced. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I think that I I think there are some plays we are going to talk about later on that I think are just poorly priced. I think they might just be priced for people not to bet on them just because, but this, this, the, the top three and top, not so much top six, but yeah, well, top three and top six, I think are the two places this week where you find plus money value. Okay. Let's look at top three first. So we have Hamilton Verstappen minus 350 minus 300. Then we get into the interesting ones of Botas minus 165 and Perez plus 140. Then it goes to Leclerc plus three fifty and Norris plus four fifty. 
my money this week will be on Perez to podium. I I don't believe that Botas has earned the minus 165. Nope. I think that Perez got stuck behind Norris on a questionable overtake on if I, I'm not sure what the ruling was. It seemed like he let him by, but I don't think Perez was ever really in the race after that first lap, but I do think that that plus 140 is much, much, much better value than minus 165 on Botas. Yeah, I like, look, the, again, top three, um, you know, plus 140 for Checo. I'm not sure I love Charles. He, he hasn't shown me much. I like Lando at plus 450. Um, yeah, I like, I like Checo and Lando, uh, especially Lando, you know, look, do you expect him on the podium? No. Plus 450, you know, a hundred to win $450. Would, would you be that shocked to see Lando outrace the three guys ahead of him on there? Botas, Leclerc, and Checo? No. And we've seen... We talk about the Mercedes or the Red Bull second driver curse, but I mean, Botas has been caught up in some random stuff too. Yeah. So it's almost like it's the 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 curse of being a teammate to one of the best in the world. Yeah. So I I I'll I'll put some money down on both Checo and Lando to top three. Not a ton, but you know, a a little bit. Especially Lando at plus four fifty. That seems that seems high to me. Okay, let's look at top six now, which is interesting to me because for top six there are eight drivers minus money. Yeah, you have the big the big two, or let's just say the big four: Hamilton minus six hundred, Verstappen minus five hundred, Botas minus four hundred. Perez minus three fifty. Yeah, the Mercedes and the Red Bulls. Yeah, so your basic like like we talk about the top three bet as being basically the third place bet. This is almost a a fifth and sixth place bet if the top guys do what they're supposed to. Then yeah. you have Leclerc so, minus two fifty, Lando minus two hundred, Sainz minus one twenty, and Ricardo minus one twenty. Signs I can see, but it doesn't. Signs and Ricardo, okay, but that doesn't excite me at minus money. If you gave me either of them at even or plus one ten, I'd be all over it. Um, Gasly at plus one fifty, maybe. Um, you know, I, it's it's. I don't love anything here. Um, you know. Alonzo at plus 325. He showed us something finally last week. So did Ocon. Um, you know, there's my boy Lance Stroll at plus 900. Otherwise, you know, I might be in on it. But again, I, I, think, I think I'm fading top six. There's, you know, too many people minus. And then when it hits plus money, it just, it's not steep enough. Yeah. Like, I me. think if I had to pick someone, had to, had to, had to. Maybe Fernando Alonso at plus 325 and a little bit down on Stroll at plus 900 because that's just sick from someone who we know knows how to drive a race car. Um, and actually looking at it now, you know, 10 bucks on Lance Stroll to win 90. I like that. 
Oh, how you were so quick to say you were going to lay off in this yeah. week. But the, if the value yeah. is there, I think that I, I'm ben, with you. Ben I think there's value. 90 on Lance Stroll? Sure. Okay. Now now we're going to really test test you. Top 10 finish. Let's forget about... Yeah, I don't like any of this. Yeah. Way, way too much minus money. Sebastian Vettel... I'm not even returning his calls right now. He sent me an edible arrangements. I didn't even say thank you. Um, Giovinazzi started out looking good, but the the Alfa Romeo just, you know, isn't there. We, we've basically taken the, you know, the, the Haas cars, the Alfa Romeos, the Williams and Sebastian Vettel and said your cars, you know, your cars aren't fast enough or Sebastian Vettel, we just don't know if you have it in you. And everyone else at you know, minus money to finish in the top 10. You know, these are young guys in the case of Sonoda, Sonoda and Ocon. These are old guys in the case of, of Alonzo. And then now you're just talking about having to pay, you know, minus 200 plus to get Gasly and Ricardo and, and signs. Yeah, there's 13 drivers minus money for 10 spots. Yeah. I don't get it. If I were to bet, I think I'm, I might go back to I might go back to him like a toxic ex girlfriend, Lance Stroll minus one ten. I think yeah. I think it's still right on the cusp of even. I I think he is. I think that from from pick to pick for an individual driver, he is still the best priced. Yes, I, be, um, I believe the so. most the most attractive pricing, um, and. You know, if you're going to pick Lance Stroll, you can do it one of two ways, right? You pick him now, assume that last week's qualifying was a fluke, that he's going to qualify better and that his and that the odds will go in the other direction. Or you decide you just, you know, last week frightened the shit out of you. You want to be safe. You want to wait until after. My feeling is if you're going to pick Lance Stroll, take him now, right? Take him at plus 900, take him at minus 110, and 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 roll the dice with it, and I I wouldn't put down a lot of money on it, but I I agree with you. He's he's the best priced individual driver. Yeah, and maybe I'm feeling a little risky, and we'll throw a, a little maybe five bucks on George Russell. He's he's ready for points in that Williams. He's ready. For he's it. got it. Like it's got to happen at some point, yeah, right? Point I think it's a windy ass circuit. Yeah, no I think way. you almost want to do it at a track where where carnage is more likely. That's true. right. Like, I might save my George Russell points finish for like Monaco, um, but it's it's gonna you know I I I don't hate a George Russell you know plus money bet for this season to to score points for for Williams for the first time in a thousand years. But also, also that pricing is terrible. Like I plus you seventy five for a Williams to score in the points is crap. That they haven't scored in the points in three seasons. Two. And you know that he's not getting any help from Latifi. It's not. It's not like someone is there to help him out. He's all alone. Yeah, bad pricing. My bread and butter from last week. Let's move on to that. Both drivers to finish in the top ten. I, I, I'm staying away. I don't think this is 
priced well, I think this is priced to just not let people bet on it. Because who's going to take Ferrari at minus 225 when we saw what happened to Stroll last week? McLaren, minus 275. Yeah, it's hit all three races, but there's still reliability issues. Ricardo could still go out in Q1 again. There's just so much variance that these prices don't make sense. And then you get to Alpine at plus 125 and Alfa at plus 200. Right, and Alpine snuck in with 8-9 last week. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it it wasn't... It wasn't by a lot, right? And and it just and they and I'll give it to them. They looked quick last week. They did. Yeah, but based but from me, but is is yeah. it almost like a like a Williams situation? How George has come out and said our car sucks when it's windy, so we're gonna have bad races. Does has Alpine just been not so forward and is like yeah in certain conditions? We'll have rockets strapped to the back of our cars. But in other situations, we're going to be battling Alfa Romeo. Yeah. It's 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 not clear enough for the money. It's just not. Yeah. Um, and I'm sad because that was like my favorite bet type. That was my yeah. favorite bet, McLaren, both top 10. Yeah. It's And I mean, look, you know, Alfa Tari... You know, everyone loves Pierre Gasly. He's always going to be in the hunt for that top 10. Um, but he's not a lock by any stretch. And Sonoda, who I think has shown some real skill, um, like I, I need more than plus 200 to choose Alpha Tauri. I think I'd need more like plus 350, even plus 400. Yeah, I agree with you there. Now, now we're getting into... To, to one that I just can't, I can't seem to get. I can't seem to hit either way. The safety cars. Safety car, for there to be a real safety car during the race, is now minus 200. Which is insanity. It changes race to race, and I believe we've had a safety car every race this season. We have. This is one of those bets where I just assume that they know this stuff so much better. Mm-hmm. That they know about it just I, I I do not think I I just don't think that there's any edge to be had here at the moment on this pricing. I honestly might just to say screw it, I might take no safety car at plus one sixty. Right. So you you like saying screw you're you're more of a gambler than I am. Um That's true. So you know, look, it's it's going to happen at some point. We're not going to send out a safety car every freaking week. But damned if I know week to week what track is and is not more likely to have it happen and then how to price it, I'm staying away. Could I, I, get could I why. go back and look historically on which tracks have the most safety cars or virtual safety cars? Yes. Will I for something that's priced like this? No. No. Virtual safety car is yes, minus 115, no, minus 15. I have well, I just, no grasp on what on what leads them to send out a virtual safety well, one car. One of the I big just, things is it cha- the the stewards change every week, or the head steward changes every week, who makes these calls. Yeah. So maybe last week Raikkonen, you know, driving into Giovinazzi, maybe one guy just thought, oh, that's just a VSC to clean up the track. 
but the guy who was running it that week means yeah. yes, it is a safety and that's, car. That's a really good point. That's 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 rich wagering information, right? You're 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 trying to wager on on what presents itself on a week to week basis, and if you're getting different judges on who's when are they sending what cars out there, uh, who knows? Who knows? No, I'm staying away from it. You can hop on it. We'll we'll see. We'll see next week when I do the bet breakdown of if what I did. All right. To finish the race, oh boy, the odds are getting scarier and scarier each week. Nikita Mazepin, well, the it's only Vegas is, yeah, Vegas is watching our podcast. That's they know true. what's happening. They, they know, know I'm we're making just ten like... bucks a week off this bet. Well, let's be real. the The only bet here in to finish the race, driver wise, is Mazepin. I'm not putting out down on anyone minus four hundred, and that's what most people are. Mazepin is now, he went from plus 125 week two to plus 110 last week, I believe, to now minus 135. It's game to How are you going to take Nikita Mazepin to finish the race at minus money? Hey, he does it more often. He finishes more often than he doesn't finish now. But minus money? I don't know. I don't know. We're going to have to see. We're going to have to, let's see how. what, What is... What is going on at this track that Nicholas Latifi is minus 400 to finish the race? Like they, it just, it frightens me. Like they know something that I don't, because that seems insane to me that, I mean, I get it. This is one of those, the, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts things, right? Where they don't expect all drivers to finish, but they don't know well enough who to, who isn't going to finish that they Mm -hmm. can give odds on it. But like, that just uh, minus one thirty-five, the best odds for a driver to finish. Like no, and then both cars to finish the race. I I was on Alpha uh, or Aston Martin last week at minus one sixty-five. They are now minus two fifty. I don't know if this is the track or not, but there's still Haas at plus money at plus one ten, and I probably will be on that over the massive bet. I don't mind that. Again, we've talked about this. We've talked about Mick Schumacher and uh, and uh, uh, Mazepin, right? Yep. About Schumacher and Mazepin being at the back of the field, just leisurely strolling through the park, right? And as long as they don't have engine failure or you know a heart attack, they they should finish the race. They should finish the race, you know, three days later. But I, I actually don't hate that plus 110, but like, I don't know, plus 110 doesn't, it makes the rear of the field interesting, but I, I don't know, plus 150, yeah, I, I don't know, I might throw five bucks down at plus 110, but. I think I will be on it. They've been, they've been proving, proving it to me that they deserve it. All right, All right. now finally, our season-long bet that we say is is historically winning but now it's getting to to territory that you might not be liking over 16 and a half cars to finish is now minus 165 under 16 and a half cars is plus 125 yeah this is this is getting toward my uncomfortable zone but um i'm sticking with the under 
it's it is the worst odds that you're ever going to see me take. Although you're actually about to see me take worse odds on a on a longer shot, a longer term shot than this, but or actually the same term. But either way, uh, yeah, sixteen and a half at minus one sixty five. Sure, we like we like seventeen cars to finish. Historically speaking, it's the way to go. All right, you alluded to it. What are what's your what are your season long picks right here? Because they're confusing me. I'm going to be honest. They're confusing. So I'm looking at Max to win the championship is plus 160, which seems like good value. And Lewis to win the championship is minus 225, which is not good value. But it's never going to get any better than this because he's going to keep winning. So, like, I don't know. You're you're. I just... I feel like this minus 225 is going to be at minus 300 next week. And by the time we get to the midway point, it'll be minus 450. And then at some point, it's just going to be ridiculous. So, you know, I, I don't know, throw some money behind Lewis Hamilton to win the, to win the, the driver's championship at minus 125 and, and max at plus 160. It's not a hedge because one of them is at minus money, but it kind of is. So a, a, a bigger amount on Lewis and then a smaller amount on Max. Yeah. Okay. I can see it. I'm, you I, know, if we're, if, we're, if we're talking about increments, you know, just to keep it even, you know, a uh, hundred on Max or, or I'm sorry, you know, say, say 225 on Lewis to win a hundred and, and, you know, whatever, uh, what is it? Uh, 60 on Max to win yeah. or a hundred on Max to win 160. You know, something like that. I when if we figure out the numbers, or no, the right numbers. On, yeah, it's I, I would I would do that. I would put more money on Lewis to win a little less, less money on Max to win a little bit more, and it, it acts as a hedge. Because mm. I just I don't I don't know I don't know who else I see winning this, right? So yeah. All right, so that's going to do it for our betting preview of the Spanish Grand Prix that's coming up this Sunday. So make sure to get your bets in. But one more time, before we reach everyone's favorite segment of the of the episode, we have been we have been starting a company called Better Off. It is a sports wagering information platform, a SWIP, if you would if you would care. I will. I will. Yeah, you like that SWIP? It's a place you can go, you can track your bets, you can see everyone you follow's bets, or everyone on the platform's bets. Trash talk your friends, or just see, you know, how they're making their money and, and copy them. And if you're, Where do you go to download it? You can go to the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. How many dollars is it going to cost you to download it? It's going to be zero dollars. How many dollars right. in cents? Zero dollars, zero cents. Euros? Zero euros. Zero euro. How much, how much of the land that you own in Scotland are you going to have to sign over to us? About 50%. Actually, zero. Oh, zero. Good one. So you can still be Lord Harrison D'Agostino yep. of somewhere or other shire. Of some um, in Scotland, yes. But you have to pay to do stuff, right? Nothing's really free. Nope. You only pay what you want to pay, and that is to get picks from people that you can see their record and you have faith in it's 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 and you want to know something crazier it's free but if you are good enough you can even get paid to use the app if people want to follow your picks 
So you're saying it's like Uber? You can either pay to ride or you can drive the car? Or you can do both. At the same time? Well, I guess you are riding in the car when you're driving the... Anyway... I think that might yes. be a paradox. Better off, that's two ducks. A pair of them. Um, better off. iOS store. Google Play store. Uh, the Trek bicycle store down the street from me. Starbucks. Wherever they sell Marvel Comics. Uh, CVS where I go late at night because I have the munchies. Uh, last night it was Halo Top Ice Cream. Ooh. Chocolate's only 300 calories for the whole pint. Uh, an entire bag of, uh, of, of um, not Airhead Sours, but like sour candies. And then, uh, and then a shareable bag. I think I've gotten into this about how angry I am at M&M's. For calling M&M's a shareable bag, uh, like a whole the red bag of peanut butter M&M's. Yep. I'll be the one to decide what size is shareable. Okay, Mars Company, you don't need to to pro you know proactively fat shame me for a lack of portion control. I'll be the one to decide what sharing size is. I'll be the one to decide what family size is. I'll be that guy. You just keep stuffing chocolate with peanut butter and you let me do me. And somehow we went from download our app to... But next to the peanut butter M&M's... Yeah, it's right there. Download it's the Better right Off app. We're everywhere. All right. And now it is everyone's favorite time of the episode. Alex, you had, you had a pretty... You thought this one was pretty obvious. I didn't think of it, though. I, this, this is the low-hanging fruit, right? We are never happy to see love fail, okay? But... As I'm sure you all know, Bill and Melinda Gates, Splitsville. So Melinda Gates, who is about to become the richest woman in the world uh, and who I am searching for on Tinder constantly, I think, so they're both going to stay the co-chairs of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, but like Melinda's going to have a whole buttload of money to not spend on like xbox 35 or whatever geeky crap bill gates is into right so let's go let's go i'll take melinda to dinner and it won't even be a quid pro quo situation it'll just be hey melinda you know i'll have some tom petty playing in the background you you've got it all planned out yep and uh because I'm, I'm i'm going to see melinda and uh and if you don't get that reference go listen to some tom petty do yourself a favor okay um, Melinda Gates is going to have billions of dollars to throw around. And once she's done saving everyone else and having McDonald's with Warren Buffett, come on over to better off. Yeah. I don't know. The big, the big B on the screen right now could be replaced by the Melinda Gates foundation logo. Yeah. We don't need this MG. many B's. There's too many B's all over the place. Look at Alex's too background. Many. How about the M? How about the M? A big M. Right? Big M. Melinda, we're the place for you. We love you. Eastern Standard Time is really where you want to be, or Eastern Daylight Time. Seattle, it rains. It's not even 10 o'clock until like 1 o'clock in the morning there, which is just screwy. Come to New York. Sponsor better off. Have dinner with me. Let's see what happens. Well, you heard it here first. Alex is playing matchmaker for himself. Katie Nolan will not return my calls, which might have something to do with that I don't have her phone number. Um, but like, 
Come on over, Mel. Oh, Mel, it's on a nickname basis now? Oh, yeah. I call her Mel, and for all I know, she, she calls, calls me... She calls me, hey, weird guy in a Mets hat. I mean... If the shoe fits. Don't judge. Don't, don't, don't judge our love, okay? Well, all right, everyone. We want to thank you guys for tuning in this week. We broke down the Portuguese Grand Prix. We took a look forward at the Spanish Grand Prix. We got an insight into Alex's mind with his... And my brain. And your brain. And your heart. And your heart. But like we said before... And, oh. and, and we threatened to kick people in the nuts who deserve it. And you know who you are, people who are all like, oh, I'm in finance. I'm coming for you. Yep. You better you better watch out because we will be hunting you down. But like we said, we have been better off. I'm Alex. That's or I'm Harry. That's Oh man, I got to be Harry for a second. That was cool. <laughs> that's Alex. <laughs> I had a girlfriend in a new apartment, no receding hairline. Oh, the joys of the youth. Now I gotta be me again. All right, everybody. Have a good one. I'll take cues from Alex. Be safe. Wear your mask. Bye.